today on Laura Lynn and Friends. People were looking for an answer. People were looking for hope in their lives. Because I think the biggest destruction, I think, in America right now is not only letting fear control their lives out of government, but it's apathy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to The Last Days. My name is Laura Lynn Tatter-Thompson, and I am very excited to be here because one of my favorite people in the world, and I do mean that, not just because of my years and years of watching Hercules, but um, because he is one of the most courageous, outspoken uh, celebrity actor uh, faces that we know, speaking the truth every day, and that's on Twitter, and I love following him there. But you will know him as Kevin David Sorbo, and uh, let me tell you that uh, he has done some incredible things. Uh, he is a face that everybody knows. He was Hercules in the Hercules Legendary Journey series and Captain Dylan Hunt in Andromeda. Uh, Sorbo is also known for acting in the Christian drama films God's Not Dead and Let There Be Light. And those were absolutely magnificent. So we welcome him to talk about his new series and uh, or his new movie actually uh mr sorbo thanks for being here it's good to be here thanks for letting me be here it's uh it's 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 fun plugging this movie we got a good movie coming out january 26th and we need people to fill up the theaters i'm telling you right now there's a wonderful movie for people doesn't matter who go you can be a person of faith person not of faith you can be a lefty you can be a righty this is a movie that will have a great message for everyone and and you are you're on a major promotion tour right now you've already done numerous interviews today and uh you're sneaking us yeah. in in between your workouts and whatnot so we appreciate <laughs> it so left behind the rise of the antichrist you know this is a subject that is becoming extremely important to people now because we actually think that we're near the apocalypse you know people are feeling real bad about some world events going on it, well, it feels like it. I mean, you know, my wife has joked that says maybe that maybe the uh, the rapture's already happened and God came by and said, ah, the place is lost. Let's forget about it. Because you look at all the anger and hatred and violence and over-sexualization and the whole, uh, you know, pushing this pronoun and woke world and cancel culture and political correctness where there's nothing correct about that at all. And uh, it's, it's, it's nutsville. And what I love what the writers did with this, this is actually the sequel to the movie that came out about uh, I think it came out in 2014 with Nicolas Cage playing the role of uh, Rayford Steele. I took over that role now. It's the people that know the books, the Left Behind books that sold 80 million copies. Um, Rayford Steele was the pilot in those uh, in those books. And I also was fortunate to direct this movie as well. We got an amazing cast. And what they wanted to do, um, it is a sequel. It's like six months after the rapture now. And they did a total rewrite about a year and a half ago, just before we started filming. And they, they, they brought it into today's world. We talk about a pandemic. We don't name it. Uh, we talk about the fake news. Uh, we talk about finally we get a, a reporter out there that says that's on a major, you know, uh, liberal uh, network reporting news saying enough of this stuff, guys. I want to post the truth. This is just stupid. Why can't we have to talk about the truth? We talk about one world government. We talk about one currency. We talk, I mean, everything that's in the news now, we hit on this movie and we hit it hard. And uh it's, uh, it's, 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 it's an action political thriller. And I think people really learn a lot from watching it. Wow. Uh, I think this, uh, you know, this is so timely. Um, yeah. I, I'm concerned uh, and wondering, like, is that why we're seeing a rise in UFO sightings and even Tucker Carlson is reporting on UFOs? Like, how are they going to hide the rapture? Is, is it the intention to kind of bring in these UFOs? Is that brought into the movie at all? I mean, it might not necessarily you know be, but... Well, you have people talking about it because let's face it, when 
if you go back, you know, thousands of years when people mythology, right, where where they they couldn't understand why a volcano blew up or why there were hurricanes or why it rained and lightning. So they they created gods to make themselves feel better about things. So I guarantee you when the rapture does happen, there will be many, many people that will deny that it was God because they still don't want to believe it. They'll say it's aliens. They'll come up with something. But then you get a lot of people like my character, uh, Rayford Steele, goes, well, my wife was a Christian. My son was a Christian. They're gone. I was on a plane with my co-pilot, who I knew was a Christian, disappeared. Half of the half of the uh, passengers disappeared, and people saw them happen. And so uh, she warned me about the rapture. I didn't pay attention. I love the fact that they leave my college daughter behind, because I think if the rapture happened right now, about 95% of college students would definitely get left behind after after 12 to 15 years of being indoctrinated by our public schools and our universities. So um, wow. it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting. And he goes on his own journey. Uh, not only, you know, looking at his wife's Bible and all the things that she marked up, but goes to the church that she went to. He's on his own journey to find hope and redemption in his own life. And I think one thing that we found out, especially with COVID, is people finally woke up and realized that fear is government's favorite weapon. And they love to use it to control your life. They want control, cradle to grave of your life. I look at our government today, and they're worse than the monarchy was back in 250 years ago, why the Revolutionary War started. The stuff they're doing now is worse than that. And we just let them take that inch and give it to them, another inch, another inch. And they've just piled it on, especially over the last 50 years. And now it's gotten to the point now that they want to take care of all of us because they know how to make our lives better instead of them. It's, it's amazing. And I also think of Ronald Reagan's quote. He said, these are the greatest words to fear. Hi, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. Oh, totally. Um, what, yeah. what was uh, one of your favorite scenes or a couple scenes from the movie that you like? There's some amazing, wonderful scenes there, but I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna only say this because I, I got to do this one scene with my wife, and it really is, struck a chord with me because um, I have this painting in my room as a kid growing up. My parents put this painting in my room, and she shows up at the church, and we're talking to each other. She's playing. I've already. I've already turned my life over to God at this point. She is sort of on the fence. She's the agnostic here, but she's searching. She's looking for something. She's looking for answers. Looking for hope. Looking for redemption anything and i tell her about this painting uh in the mo in the movie which i thought the writers didn't know my story so it matches my story uh, this painting is a very famous one and it's a painting of jesus who's standing outside this door and it's like sunset it's just it's just starting the, the beautiful golden light and he's knocking on the door but there's no door handle on jesus side because it's on the other side of the door and jesus is not there to force himself on anybody you know we have free will but he's there for you to open the door because you hold the door handle. You hold the key to open him up and bring him into your life and bring him into your heart. And uh, it was ended up being a very emotional and touching scene for both of us. And I love scenes that happen like that. They're not, you don't know, you didn't, it, it, I wasn't planning on it turned out the way it turned out. And it's a, a very powerful, impactful scene. And I think a lot of people are going to be moved by it. Do you think that uh, people are wanna, gonna gonna want to show up because they're really wondering about this rapture? They're wondering yeah. about the second coming. They're wondering, is this world, you know, we've got war with the Ukraine and uh, Russia and all kinds of crazy stuff breaking out. Biden, of course, is like, you know, losing it right now. And the, it's, yeah. it's just such an, a topsy-turvy time. 
um, that people are beginning to think that that fear factor actually that you're speaking of is kind of in everyone's hearts. Like, is this the end? I always start my show with this is the beginning, you know, of welcome to the last days, the beginning of the end, really. And um, sure. we're there kind of. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting when they when they uh, when COVID happened, when they started saying you can't go to parks, you can't go take walks along the sand because apparently COVID is hanging out by the ocean. You can't be outside. You can't go to church. And if you go to church, don't sing because you're going to spew germs around the world. But you can go to a strip club. You can go pick up liquor at the liquor store. Those places were essential. People are finally waking up to the ridiculousness of those who fell in line, the sheep that listen to these crazy politicians wanting full control of your life, okay? So but something happened during that though. They closed down churches, but a lot of people started going online because a lot of churches went online. So a lot of people that don't normally go to church went online. I know with the two churches that I'm involved with, they said they got like, they went from maybe, you know, 500 people watching the online uh, services to 5,000. People were looking for an answer. People were looking for hope in their lives. Because I think the biggest destruction I think in America right now is not only letting fear control their lives out of government, but it's apathy. So many people have just given up and they just, oh, what can we do? And we can do plenty, but we have to start doing it. It's we the people. That's what this country is founded on. We put people in Washington, D.C. because they're supposed to represent us. But they, they're in there for 40, 50 years, and they only want to represent themselves. It's just all a big, a big club for these people to have a more power and control. And every time they go into office, they come up with more ways to make our lives more difficult, more restrained, and people put up with it. People need to wake up. The lions need to wake up. The sheep are going to be the sheep. They're lost. But we need to wake up the lions and fight because we're the ones who are gonna, who are gonna win this cultural war that right now uh, Hollywood's winning with the movies they put out and the mainstream media and of course government. Absolutely. So you were talking about this being a film like for Christians and non-Christians. So so sure. should we be bringing our friends basically that are maybe seeking yep. uh, and searching like this will be a good film for them? Please do. I mean, see, look, I don't have a $100 million advertising budget like James Cameron does for Avatar that I can put the trailer in every football game. We need word of mouth on these things. We Our independent movies don't have that kind of power, a financial power behind it. But this movie is a great script. It looks fantastic. The actors are great. We got Neil McDonough. We got uh, Bailey Chase. We got Corbin Bernson, uh, Greg Perot, Sarah Fisher. My wife's in it. My son is in it. Who's this? Is he's done like seven movies now. He's an up and comer. He's just booked a couple more this year. So um, people are afraid to ask their their non Christian friends to come to church because usually if you're an atheist agnostic, like I don't want to go there, man. There's church people there, you know. And uh, but if you ask them to come to a movie, it's a whole different ballgame. So ask them to come to a movie. I've had so many people walk up to me, people that don't have faith, saying, you know what, I saw your movie Abel's Field. I saw God's Not Dead, Soul Surfer, What If, Let There Be Light. I thought it was a pretty good movie. To me, that's a win because these, these aren't like, I don't do movies where you better become a Christian and you're going to hell. I do movies that can reach out to people and give them, give them hope and give them love and laughter and redemption and things that Hollywood used to do. Right now, Hollywood, all they do is have their agenda to push their stuff down our throats and, you know, be tolerant of this, be tolerant of that. But they're not tolerant of us. That's the most amazing thing. Because tolerance and freedom of speech with Hollywood is just a one-way street, which is absolutely ridiculous. Why can't we have civil debates on both sides of the issue and teach both sides of the issue and let people decide for themselves? Right. One of the things uh, you just tweeted a couple hours ago was, uh, you know, how about we just uh, keep politics out of sports? Uh, all these things are kind of intermeshing. Um, and 
and yeah. uh, you know people being forced to wear like pride jerseys because their teammate you know and, and their their coach is forcing people like free yeah. speech is at risk i know it's 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 crazy i mean it's it's you know when the blm thing was going on and people taking a knee well you know they took a knee for the buffalo players took a knee the other day for a whole different reason it was a better reason to take a knee when their player went down with cardiac arrest and nobody's exploring that, are they? All, all these young athletes, young people, not just athletes, but those are the ones every day you find out about another one that has died of cardiac arrest. Is this a coincidence with everything else in the last couple of years that's going on? Nobody seems to be exploring that. Nobody wants to talk about it. Why is there such a massive increase of young people dying compared to what the average is every year? It's, I've heard it's anywhere, I, depending where you want to read, it's 400 800% higher than the average. And yet, shh, don't talk about it. It's very Don't weird talk about it. And where are you getting your courage to do this? Were you raised in a Christian family? I mean, uh, not many uh, major uh, actors that have, you know, superstar status, really. And for me, like you were just so well known and everybody um, understands that your your career was very significant. And yet you've chosen to do something that has probably gotten you somewhat ostracized. Um, oh, yeah because you you tell the truth where'd you get that um kind of always been that way i mean i i, I like both sides of the issue i'm not looking physic for a physical fight i'm looking for let's some common sense and uh you know my parents were strong religious uh, people i grew up that way um i always been i'm not perfect I mean, any christian says they're perfect they're wrong any non-christian says they're perfect they're wrong too none of us are perfect uh, man is sinful by nature it says it in the bible and it's pretty spot on um, but I, it's always been that way. And, you know, my, my wife kind of warned me about it. Facebook took me down two years ago for posting the truth. I could post those same things today. They wouldn't take me down because as I nice. posted on Twitter, I said, I need more conspiracy theories. All mine keep coming true. So, um, <laughs> people are afraid. I get a lot of people on the movie sets that come up to me and say, Hey, thanks for being a voice for us. And I go, why don't you be a voice for yourself? Why do I have to be your voice? So right. get out there and talk. Don't be afraid. Um, and we shouldn't have to be afraid. But the mainstream yeah. media is 90, 95% liberal, and they just go after anybody and everybody. Why I don't understand that. Why there can't be mm -hmm. one person and all those, all the, those liberal uh, journalists to say, guys, this is ridiculous that we're protecting this president that's current right now. Because let's face it, this is early set Alzheimer's in this guy right now. He is not healthy totally. and he's not all there. And yet they sit there and they, they protect him all the time. And uh, uh, we, we've got to stand up and fight and not be afraid to get pushback because we're going to get pushback. Jesus got pushback. He said, you know, if you, if you believe in me, you'll get pushback. People will attack you. And why people are so angry about it blows my mind. This country is founded on Judeo-Christian values. Um, you look at all the Ivy League schools, there's, there's Christian plaques on all these things from 400 years ago. Now, all of a sudden, these students want to take it off. Why do we want to erase history? Every country has good and bad history. Every country. It's not just America to tear down statues. This is just stupid. And you bet, I, I guarantee you, in a couple hundred years, they'll rewrite everything. They don't even talk about the Civil War. They won't even talk about the Re American Revolution. They're not even talking about it now or teaching that in schools. You know, they want to teach critical race theory. They want to trans talk about what gender, what pronoun you are. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's sad what we're that seeing in the world right now, but I think more and more people are getting tired of it. More and more people are finally speaking up. 
Right. And, and I think that the lack of common sense over on their side is actually exposing them. I mean, when Miss yeah. Universe is a transgender and it's a man, so a man is now taking a woman's position and all these women's live people, you know, they think that they were <laughs> fighting for the, for women's positions. Right. And now that the, uh, these are the same ones they are. Yay. 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 A man is now Miss, Miss Universe. <laughs> How, you know, it, it, none of it makes any sense. If I'm a right. father of a, of a daughter that's a college athlete or high school athlete, and she's got to wrestle against a guy that says, well, now I'm a girl, um, then just don't do it. Just just stop it. What are you gonna, what are you going to do if, if all the females finally have the guts to say enough is enough is enough of this, this whole brainwashing to say a man can be a woman or a woman can be a man. No, you really honestly can't. What you have below the waistline that pretty much makes up what you are. You either have an XX or XY chromosomes. That's what you have. But I mean, that's a whole different conversation. It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the, the lunatics are running the country right now and, and we're letting them run it. And it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, it's crazy, but that's why I like this film because everything is leading to, I don't know, a few years back, uh, a lady said, uh, an elderly lady said to me, well, I sure hope Jesus is coming back soon. And I said to her, well, I don't think so because in the Bible, like it says in the last days, unless God shortened the time, uh, you know, uh, everyone would be dead. And I said, I'm having all the lattes and buying the cars and living the dream right now. And I'm doing a broadcast television show. And, you know, I, I, I get to do anything I want. There's no, I don't think Jesus is coming anytime soon. I had to be honest with her. And now a few years later, I'm like, oh, maybe it's a bit closer. You know, I think <laughs> we're getting there. Well, I can actually, we don't you know, know the day or the time, you know, we right. don't know the day or the time. The Bible says it'd be like a thief in the night, but, uh, it sure feels so our, like it. And when, when, when the rapture comes, do you think that where all our clothes are just going to be left in a, in a pile, you know, on the ground? I don't know. Like how, I, don't I don't know. know. I know. You know, if you read the, <laughs> if you read the book, if you read the book of Revelation, it actually yeah. reads like a sci-fi movie. I mean, it's really yeah. crazy to, to whatever John was visualizing. I mean, I, I had a, I had a, a non-believer friend of mine read it. I said, just read it once. He calls me up. He says, Dude, this guy had to be an acid when he wrote this. <laughs> so, I mean, it's 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 pretty out there. As a 12-year-old, when I read it for the first time, it was scary. Yeah. And I remember my pastor saying, "Read the book of Revelation. It will scare the hell out of you." So, um, it was pretty pretty fascinating read. But uh, ultimately, I'm 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 hoping that people will fill the theaters. We got January 26th through the 29th. Go to leftbehindmovie.com. Leftbehindmovie.com. You can see the trailer. Find out what theaters near you. Just plug in your zip code. Bring a friend, I mean, fill the theaters. We only get four days. If it fills up, we're already filling up, which is good. We'll get more weeks after that. So please fill it up. We have 1,500 screens. We started with 1,000. 500 more theaters said, hey, we want to show this movie too. So that's a good sign. It's a very good sign. And I think it's the hunger uh, that people have. And uh, final question for yeah. you, uh, Kevin, before we let you go. Um, uh, why did you like this script? I guess you probably get things put in front of you here and there. Um, what did you love yeah. about this? Obviously, it's timely, but. Well, well, this is kind of a full circle thing for me in a way. The first movie I ever did that was really considered faith-based, although I say all movies are faith-based because atheism is a pretty strong faith to believe in nothing. But uh, the first movie I did that really has a faith element to it was, was a movie called What If. It's the same writers that did God's Not Dead. In my book, it's a better movie than God's Not Dead. God's Not Dead became a huge hit. But if you haven't seen What If, please see it. Same writers that did God's Not Dead. 
So they don't get mad at me for saying it's a better movie than God's Not Dead. In fact, they agree with me. It's an amazing movie. And it actually was funded by Jerry Jenkins. Well, Jerry Jenkins was one of the co-authors, along with Tim LaHaye, that wrote all the Left Behind books that sold 80 million copies. And the director of What If was a guy named Dallas Jenkins, his son. Dallas Jenkins is doing some pretty good stuff with a, with a series called The Chosen right now. So when the, they did the last Left Behind movie with Nicolas Cage, and my movie God's Not Dead came out the same year, uh, Cloud 10, that owns all the book rights based out of Toronto, got inundated with people saying, why is Nicolas, Nicolas Cage in that role? That should be Kevin Sorbo. So they called me about six, seven years ago and said, you're the guy in the next movie you're going to do. So two years ago, they called up and said, look, we're going to do a total rewrite of the script because we want to bring it into today with all the nutty stuff going on today. We want you to direct it. We want you to have the role of Rayford Steele. So I directed it a little over a year ago. It's done. It looks fantastic. And it's in theaters January 26th, leftbehindmovie.com. I love it. Are we going to see the Antichrist in it or you have any clue about who the Antichrist might be? Um, you'll get, you'll, there's, there's two characters in there that you'll go, which is which, but you'll find out at the end of the movie. Okay. Spoiler. Yeah. We won't, we won't wreck <laughs> it. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, have a great day. My Thanks for all you're doing. We will be going to the movie. We'll keep promoting it and uh, we're behind awesome. you all the way. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Take care. Thanks so much. God bless everybody. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Well, that is fantastic. You know, one of the things that uh, Kevin just said was um, he he was, uh, what did he just say? Oh, dear. It was so good. And I said, you got to highlight that again. Oh, atheism. He was talking about how much faith it takes to be an atheist to actually believe in nothing. I thought that was really profound. And I've actually said that to atheists. I mean, what are you going to believe? Are you going to believe that, that this the, the Bible's true and the way that God is sort of mapping out uh, the last days, the rise of the Antichrist, the rapture, all of these things, uh, you know, said to come. Now, rapture is not in the Bible, but there is definitely all the signs that uh, when he returns that we will meet him in the air. So, so this movie taking place after that's already happened. And so the Bible seems to indicate that if you are not in that, it is, your not, it is not your last chance that you get another opportunity to redeem yourself and I guess to be redeemed by God during that. And so, wow, I'm actually pretty excited about that. We do have a movie trailer that we want to um, show for this movie. So let's run that right now before we get to Jacinda. Take a look. If someone had told me that millions of people were just going to disappear, I, like you, would have said they were crazy. Was it the rapture? Yes. Yes, it was. Are, are you sure? I mean, are, are, you, are you really sure? I saw it happen. Those weren't vanishings. It wasn't the rapture. The rapture was debunked on the first day. The second wave of vanishings has thrown the financial markets back into chaos. Trust me. You want to make sure you're on the right team. You're already teaching them the art of fake news? I just wish I could see you one more time. Why are you still here? Because I asked God to leave me behind. We don't need to look for magic. They're not a bunch of religious wackos. Wackos like my mom. Fortunately, we have a solution. We can implement Eat and Pay worldwide in a matter of weeks. Welcome to the future. I got to look inside the Eat and Pay platform, and it's a whole lot more than a glorified bank card. So you're just admitting to being crazy? Yes, I'm quite comfortable with that. When it is all over, half the world will be dead. This is the biggest news story since the vanishings. 
You listen to me. You drag this line of nonsense into the public eye. We're both finished. Now I'm more like an actor. The Antichrist will declare himself as God. Seemed like a stretch even for them. So how do we know who we can trust? Trust God. The world is suffering. We are on the brink of mass insanity. What happens to the rest of us? Doesn't it seem strange? And it's still so easy to dismiss it, even though we saw it with our own eyes. Wow. Ooh, I'm not going to miss that one. And I'm going to ask as many people as I know, you know, you have friends that are sort of on the fringe of, of you know, seeking what, what the truth is. This would be a great show because it's, it's well done. It's well written. You know, it's going to be good. The writers of God's Not Dead um, and, and those that have already had such experience making great shows. Uh, I'm not going to miss this. And I think we have to invest in this. If you like movies like this, you've got to take the time, put your money into this. Don't just wait for the release on DVD. That's like cheating in a way. Just get out there, go to the movie, take all your friends, bless the movie theater by buying their overly expensive popcorn and pop and have make a date night of it and bring your friends. I think that's absolutely wonderful. All right, we have got a, uh, you know, this surprising news about Jacinda, uh, the, the leader in New Zealand, suddenly uh, resigning. Bizarre. Take a look. Consideration of the date over the summer and the impending election and new political term has also given me time for reflection. I'm entering now my sixth year in office, and for each of these years I have given my absolute all. I believe that leading a country is the most privileged job anyone could ever have, but also one of the more challenging. You cannot and should not do it unless you have a full tank plus a bit in reserve for those unexpected challenges. This summer, I had hoped to find a way to prepare not just for another year, but another term, because that is what this year requires. I have not been able to do that. And so today, I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election and that my term as Prime Minister will conclude no later than the 7th of February. This has been the most fulfilling five and a half years of my life. Well, we're just uh, happy that you're leaving, Jacinda. You've really destroyed the country and you've hurt a lot of people and you've been an absolute menace to society. So we wish you well, and we pray that you find a soul in your next journey. And perhaps turning to God would be a very good idea because definitely there's something very, very wrong. And you probably bowed and catered and received funds from the wrong people. In any case, good luck in your future. Uh, Tucker discusses the group at the WEF and their fearless leader, another soulless man, Klaus Schwab. Take a look. The WEF is often described as a group of supervillains, but they're also hilariously idiotic. Not just evil, buffoonish. And by the way, they know it. They're smart enough to be embarrassed anyway. 
The WEF has since deleted its tweet about COVID lockdowns. It has memory hold its promotion of scammer Sam Bankman-Fried. It has conveniently forgotten all about its guidance on Sri Lankan fertilizer, on which it turns out the WF is not an expert. None of that ever happened. The slate is clean. So we're ready for yet another World Economic Forum annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland, which is underway right now. The event kicked off this week with 84-year-old Klaus Schwab, he's the founder of the WEF, promising to, quote, master the future. We could meet at a more challenging time. We are confronted with so many crises simultaneously. What does it need to master the future? I think to have a platform where all stakeholders of global society are engaged. We must master the future. <laughs> master the future. <laughs> Okay, that was great. Oh, 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 that was fantastic. Um, I, I mean, you can't help just seeing that James Bond should be breaking in and, you know, on a big, long, big, long rope or whatever. I don't know. Guns going off. I don't know. Something should be happening there. It should be very movie-like, but uh, what a voice that guy has. So former UK Prime Minister Tony Blair at the WEF calls for a digital database love this. I, I so want to be a part of it to track who is vaccinated for future pandemics. I hope that they track that I'm not so that there's, um, you know, an accounting of that. Like people should know which side everything's on. Take a look. You need to know who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been. Some of the vaccines that will come on down the line will be multiple. There'll be multiple shots. So you've got to have for reasons to do with the healthcare more generally, but certainly for a pandemic or for, um, for, for vaccines, you've got to have a proper digital infrastructure. And many countries don't have that. In fact, most countries don't have that. So I think that's really scary. I really do. Like they, they are not stopping. It doesn't matter what data, information, what truths are coming out, what doctors are stating their well-positioned um, suggestions that something's wrong and we need to put a slowdown and a halt to things, that doesn't matter at all. At the WEF, these buffoons, liars and deceivers, will stop at nothing to be sure that the entire world is getting those shots and needs to be forced to get them. Or what, I wonder. Do you wonder what the or what is? Is this really leading into the mark of the beast? Is this leading into the beginning of how they will make it impossible for those that want bodily autonomy and to be able to choose for themselves whether they will receive a shot or not, that they're going to begin closing in the world so that you are forced, absolutely forced, to do as they want done. Or what? What will happen? What kinds of things will they put in? 
Will you not be able to shop at the regular places that everybody else does? Will you not be able to bank at the regular banking places? Will you be banned from buying and selling? Because that is what the mark of the beast is. So they want to make these lists about who is and who isn't. And despite the information, they proceed as if there's nothing being said. They're hearing la, 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 la. That's it. It's an absolutely shocking time. It's, it's like we're living in the twilight zone. So um, show host of Fearless speaks with brave guest Robert F. Kennedy Jr. We love this guy about the COVID narrative and how it's used to control people with fear. The last chapter in my book shows this series of tabletop exercises, about 20 tabletop exercises that took place between 1999, that was sponsored all of them by the CIA, but involving a lot of, you know, important hundreds of thousands of people took part in these, these pandemic simulations. And what each one of them did, and by the way, the people who were taking part in them were from Europe, United States, Canada, um, and the rest of the world, the rest of the Western world. And they... Um, Australia, Mexico, for example, they were public health officials, they were for, uh, frontline um, uh, responders, they were uh, people who worked for utilities, hospital systems, politicians, there were big shots at each one, Bill Gates, uh, Madeleine Albright, Tom Daschle, and to give them kind of an imprimatur of legitimacy. But what they each did was they'd take a, fa a, a simulated pandemic and they'd show what the response was, and the response was not a public health response. It was the imposition of totalitarian control. Mm -hmm. So they weren't talking about providing vitamin D to people or stockpiling, you know, or uh, quarantining the sick and, you know, and and keeping constitutional rights, which is something that you've got to think of in a pandemic, mm -hmm. et cetera. They weren't doing any of that stuff. What they were doing is how do we use this pandemic to suppress free speech, to censor social media and the media, to close churches, to lock down society, to force people to wear masks, and then funnel them into the shoot of mass vaccination with a quickly... Um, uh, created an untested zero liability vaccine. Every one of them does the same thing. None of them is about public health. It's a militarized and monetized response. And they're, they're play acting all these strategies for how do we get Americans to go along with us? Hmm. You know, there's a man who's been studying for decades uh, the truth about the vaccines and he has paid such a high price. Uh, he was on Joni Table Talk recently, talking about um, the loss of his family, the, the loss of uh, friends, relationships, uh, his career in some respects, the way people have absolutely gone against him for speaking the truth. And here is this courageous man just sitting there telling us, what he believes, and, and this is a mantle from God that this man carries, a, a true uh, prophetic voice crying in the wilderness, as it were, at this time. So MIT scientists on the relationship between the mRNA spike protein and prion disease. This is interesting. The immune cells take up these uh, messenger RNA particles that the vaccine delivers, they actually take it up. They don't take up the virus because they don't have the ACE2 receptor. So they're being infected with the vaccine and they can't stop make themselves from making spike protein. 
they, they basically go into a panic. They rush into the lymph system. They go to the lymph nodes and to the spleen. So this stuff is just spreading the terminal off centers, the body. And they say, hey, help me out. I got to get rid of this stuff. Make some antibodies, make some antibodies. And then they are overloaded with spike protein. So they release it in the form of these exosomes. And you can see this is a, a source cell releasing exosomes. And these are the exosomes here. They can have all kinds of stuff in them. So like exosomes is basically like calling one of those companies that has a storage unit that comes and picks the stuff up and take this away. I got so much garbage <laughs> in my house, go hide it for exactly. me. But it's not really hiding. Where is it hiding? It's taking it up potentially to your brain and to these right. other places where it's getting stored all through your body, which is the major problem then. Right, absolutely. So I think the, spl the spleen is loaded up with uh, immune cells that are massively making spike protein, packaging it up into exosomes, releasing them. And they're going to travel along the nerve fibers. They are very good at traveling along nerve fibers. They go from the spleen, they get into the vagus nerve, they travel up to the brain, to the heart, to the liver, to the gut, and they cause trouble because they deliver the spike protein. And even potentially the messenger RNA that makes the spike protein could be inside those exosomes. And they deliver it to all of those critical organs. And then once the spike protein arrives, it causes damage. And that's how you see the heart problems, the, the brain problems, and the liver problems. So following that up, um, nearly 9,000 excess Canadian deaths occurred between March 2020 and August 2022. This is just in Canada. Minus 7% more of all ages in that time uh, nine minus 19% more of 45 and under in one year. Um, that is interesting. So what do you all think is going on? What do you attribute all of this to? What could it be that is happening that is causing all of these excess deaths? Isn't it an interesting question that hopefully the platforms that we're on will allow us to at least acknowledge something strange is happening. The data does not lie. You can, you can um, mark deaths for all kinds of reasons and you can have subjective uh, answers to who died of what, but you cannot mess with the ultimate numbers. Death is such a defining moment, isn't it? There's uh, no hiding a death in North America. If there's a death, it has to be reported and they keep statistics on that. So now we're seeing an abnormal number of deaths as opposed to 2020 when we were having the pandemic year. Look up the number of deaths in relationship to other years in 2020 and then have a look at these other things. Let's start looking at facts so that we can make good decisions so that we can have knowledge without knowledge, the people perish and the people are perishing. So in this photo, Moderna is now making MRNA shots for the heart issues, which are a known side effect of their own and other drug manufacturers, COVID-19 shots. Now this is pure fact pure fact. And so they are now making MRNA shots for the heart issues. And this shot is injected directly into the heart to treat heart attack patients. So let me just try to understand. So you have a shot that's causing problems and they're linking it to the MRNA. 
And in order to treat that, you begin trialing another mRNA shot that you will use to basically go directly into a person's heart. Does that make sense to any of you? We're not doctors, so maybe we're just missing something. We'll wait for the future data to show us what could possibly be going on here. All right. MIT scientists on the relationship. Oh, I think we already did that one. Uh, unless I'm wrong, let me know, guys. You can just roll it if I'm wrong. Uh, but a host of the show, uh, NHL Now, tells Ivan Povarov, he can go back to his home country if he can't align with the liberal agenda supporting the LGBT. Take a look. And Ivan Provorov can get on a plane any day he wants and go back to a place where he feels more comfortable, take less money, and get on with his life that way. If it's that problematic for him. And he's been in North America for a long time. He played in the Western Hockey League. He's now been in Philadelphia for many years. If this is that much of a problem for him to maybe assimilate into his group of teammates and in the community and here in this country, that's okay. Listen, you can feel any way you want. But the beauty is, if it bothers you that much, there's always a chance to leave, go back where you feel more comfortable. I understand there's a conflict of sorts going on over there. Maybe get involved. So, I... I... <laughs> so... Maybe this gentleman needs to understand that millions and millions, probably billions, of people believe exactly as that NHL player. And they might not all have the courage to stand up like this hero, but they believe that. They believe in the word of God, which states that the Lord made Adam and Eve. Uh, it talks about marriage, a man being married to a woman. Um, they just believe that, uh, no one needs to fight about it. If you want to be gay in a democracy, you get to be gay. You can marry anyone you want. Apparently now, uh, you can, you know, have children by adopting them. You can become a transgender. You can wear women's clothing and call yourself a woman. Apparently you can now win the Miss universe pageant. But what you cannot do is tell us how to think, what to believe, or what our values are, and where we put our hope, and where we get our sense of morality. You cannot tell us that. He doesn't have to go anywhere. He's actually in a country that was founded on Judeo-Christian values, like Kevin Sorbo said today. When you're founded on Judeo-Christian values, no one should be upset about that, least of all the atheists. Because if you atheists understand that Judeo-Christian um, way of thinking, that worldview gives you the right and the privilege to be an atheist, that's God's idea. That's why we're founded on these principles, because God's idea was that you get to choose and you get to reject God and you get to be anything you want, but one thing you cannot do is tell others how they have to think, believe, how their faith has to manifest itself, what their true principles are, you cannot do that. So this guy's got it just a little bit mixed up. 
And how this guy gets to speak this kind of nonsense on the air is how we have a whole country that thinks you're not allowed to think and believe what you what you actually hold to in your heart. Because we're also silent now. Well, not me. I'm a big mouth. But we're also quiet about it. Oh, we don't want to mention to the person at work that we think, you know, transgender is, is like not a thing. We don't believe in it at all. Thousands, millions, billions of people do not believe in that. And especially not the people that are coming in from other countries that have an even higher sense of family in, in a lot of cases. I'm not talking about, you know, the people coming in across the southern border, border of the United States that might be sex traffickers or, you know, they're wanted felons. I'm talking about the people that are literally escaping a bad life. They're coming here, many of them Catholic, Christian. They don't adhere to transgenderism. Now, maybe they'll be quiet about it so that they'll get to live in this country. But many of us will not be silent about it. Many of us who hold to our traditions, who hold to this magnificent word of God, will not be quiet about the perversion that is going on. Because we're allowed. Because God said so. And we're blessed to live in a country that honors the sovereignty of God, that honors the word of God, because this country was founded on men and women who honored the word of God and who have those values in place. So when y'all come in here and you want to change it to your way of life, and then you're putting down everyone and literally speaking violence in a way, because not just how brutally mean this guy just was, but the people that, that uh, I mean, I was just looking at another thing that somebody sent me today about the threats, like the physical threats coming from, it was an LGBTQ encounter. Physical, that's, that ought not to be. And in fact, at one of my um, events, you know, um, a person that was with us had actually quite literally been assaulted. It wasn't a hit, it was something else, but very, very wrong. So maybe you, sir, should take your LGBTQ views somewhere else. The thing is, you won't get away with thinking like that in Iraq or Syria, where they kill LGBTQ people. No. In the United States of America, the choice that people make is honored. But you do not have the right to tell anyone else how they get to think or what they believe. No, not on our watch. So stop it. All right. Um, final website. Facebook is now allowing images of bare breasts of women who identify as trans or binary. So that's disturbing. Um, why is that allowed? Facebook, I wonder. It's sick and de depraved behavior. Why is that allowed? If you're saying that they're women to be putting their bare breasts out on Facebook. 
just for the trans and non-binary community. What is that all about? Hmm? Well, I, I personally think that um, they're trying to let everyone get used to that. And they're actually sexualizing the people, especially young people that are on Facebook. They're flashing those images to begin to normalize perversion. That's what they're doing. The word of God says that it is a shame to speak of those things which are done of them in, public, in, in private. So it's a shame to bring up and to go over and to show things that are done by the dark side in private. You shouldn't be showing it. My name's Laurel and Tyler Thompson. I'm here every single day because I believe this is a calling. I look for the true news and information. Our team tracks down the best stories of what's going on in the world so that you will be aware. Um, I'm hearing one other thing that we didn't cover today, and I'll just say this, that the, the plan that they seem to be hatching is to be putting mRNA in our meat products, chicken, beef, so that that mRNA is going to be getting into people um, even if they don't take the vaccine. So why are they doing that? What do you think? What possible good can come from injecting a perfectly natural meat product that we've been eating for many generations and putting in a foreign substance? It's a very hard day. So my website is laurelin.tv. And I am very grateful to all of you who support us, who honor the work that we do. It's very hot in here under these lights. Um, who support telling the truth because the honest truth from us is that we can't do this unless we have help from you. So it means a lot that you go to a website and you click on the donate now button and you help us and you send a little note, which I read every single one of them. And when you do an e-transfer, I read your notes there as well. And when you send in by snail mail to box 48184 in New Westminster and that uh, snail mail address if you'd like to just send a letter and a note that letter is on um is on our site as well you'll see it there so thank you from the bottom of our hearts for supporting us for standing with us we really appreciate it uh we one of the things that we're talking a lot about right now and that we're many of you are writing in about is investments and your money and upcoming very soon. We do have another, um, a money person, another investment person that's going to be talking to us about, uh, the economy, our dollar, um, the banks, what they're doing, what it means, why the inflation, where we're going, what could be happening, what to prepare for, how to be ready. And we do often mention that silver and gold 
uh, are mentioned in the Bible over and over again, and they are a great place to make an investment. And if that is of interest to you, and you've been thinking about it, wondering about it, we trust Stephen Merrill, and he can be found at sovereignize at protonmail.com. Sovereignize at protonmail.com, and he'll get back to you. It's, uh, it's interesting days, isn't it? I want to read to you today, since we're talking about the rise of the Antichrist and all of the scary things that are happening, I wanted to mention to you today from John 14, verse 1, it says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. For you believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Isn't that loving? That God says he's going to prepare a place. You know, if you have a special somebody in your life and you decide that you're going to get married, one of the greatest things that you ever get to do together, of course, is have children, number one. Uh, secondly, though, really cool to be able to have a place, to prepare a place and a home because you want to be together and you make a home together. And here Jesus, who feels that we are like the bride, he's the groomsman, he's very, very handsome groomsman. And the people that love him are like the bride. And he says about them that his love is so intense and so magnificent towards us that he is going to prepare a place so that where he is, we can be. We're just going to be hanging out with him for eternity. It's going to be spectacular. And I have a feeling that, um, that we're going to have movie nights and we're gonna to get to watch each other's movie. Edited, right? Like not all the bad parts, everything you did wrong. We don't want that in there. It's an edited version of your life. Just enough to know that you were a sinner. You were broken, you were a mess, but God redeemed you. He forgave you, he loved you, he set you free and he prepared a place so you could be with him forever and ever and ever. That's what we get to choose, everybody. That was God's idea that we get to pick how we live, who we love, whom we serve, what we abide by. So when we choose Jesus, it's so glorious because the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as lions. And Kevin Sorbo today talked about sheep and lions. And we don't want to be sheep that blindly follow along with the crowd. How does God want to bring you and raise you up as a lion? Because when you follow him, he is going to put something in your soul that will be unstoppable and unquenchable unless you do the will of God. Do you know what I'm talking about, some of you out there? Like, you just get so on fire when you are in the zone, following in obedience, with integrity, with purity, 
in the will of the Father. When you step out of that, you feel what? You feel shame, brokenness. It's very painful. But when you walk in God's ways, so that you are righteous before Him, and He has become your righteousness. Not that you're perfect, you're just forgiven. And you have a place being prepared for you. It's magnificent. I've loved being here with you. Thank you for being here with me. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.